0: just what's happening in Maui. So the tourist island of Lahaina, essentially devastated now by wildfires. And Chet Nation, maybe this is somewhere that you're actually familiar with. I mean, this is a tourist destination. Likely, some of you listening have actually been to this location, and so you kind of understand the before and the after effects. I mean, this is devastating on a level that is is hard to comprehend. 55 people have now been killed, 1,000 still missing. Uh, The governor describing this as the largest ever, ever natural disaster in the state. There are warnings that that death toll will keep rising of course as they keep looking and trying to track down those thousand people that are missing and the the destruction the damage that's been done is going to cost in the billions of dollars estimates right now set at eight to ten billion dollars So how do we mitigate these disasters as we're now talking about them, what seems like more frequently? We're going to get into it right now with our guest, who's the executive director for the Institute for Catastrophic Loss Reduction at Western University, Paul Kovacs. Paul, thanks so much for making time for the show.
1: Thanks for the opportunity, Chelsea. I look forward to speak with
0: you. You know, it feels like we're talking about these extreme weather events uh, with a lot more frequency now. And maybe it's top of mind because it it happened in our own backyard, in our province, you know, paying such close attention to the wildfire situation here in Alberta. But, you know, now another really devastating wildfire situation, uh, it it kind of begs the question about why we're seeing so much more of these.
1: Um, So the science is quite clear. We're seeing more because the climate has changed. In our changing climate, it's drier earlier in the year. Mm -hmm. Um, It's drier definitely through the summer. We're coming on the peak of wildfire season now. Um, There are times when it gets really windy. And so when the fire starts and it's dry, it burns and spreads very, very quickly. Uh, So the fires that we've been experiencing have been building over the last 10, 20 years. And uh, most of the predictions are looking ahead, we're gonna see more fire in the future.
0: Yeah, you know, I I mean, it sounds really negative to say, but I'm not sure that there are many efforts that we can make just as citizens, just as individuals, that are going to cause these extreme events to stop happening. So a better approach is to just better equip ourselves and better prepare ourselves for the inevitable. Is that right?
1: Certainly in the science community, uh, wildfire has been going on for tens of thousands of years. It's a natural element. Uh, we've added to that that often humans start fires. We we don't put out a campfire uh, we're, uh recreation in, in, in the interior or whatever. So we've got the combination of the natural part of wildfire, and that's been going on for a long time, and then this part that we've added to it is there's more people living in areas at risk. Put that together, you get more wildfires. There definitely are things to do whenever you're you're out in in the wildlands, be super careful. I mean, if you start a fire purposely to do some cooking or whatever, really work extra hard to make sure it's really out. Um, and if you see anything, report as quickly as you can, because you wanna make sure it doesn't spread. Uh, there are there's some that we can do to make sure we don't start fires, but the biggest message usually is we have to live with fire. It's been here a long time and we have to um, adapt our homes adapt the way we live so that uh, we know that there's always a risk of fire and that we're prepared.
0: So Paul what are some of those strategies that we should be doing in terms of building materials and you know maybe updating our homes to be a little bit more um, fire resistant? What can people do? What should they be doing?
1: Our research at the Institute uh, based at Western University. Uh, We're really keen on Fire Smart. This is a program that was uh, born in Alberta and spread across the country. It's a great program. Lays out very specific advice about how to better protect your home, how to be ready for these things. Uh, For your particular home, um, whether it's your home, your cottage, your vacation uh, area, uh, make sure that the roof is something that doesn't burn. Most shingle roofs uh, don't burn, but if you have something that is vulnerable, change the roof off. Uh, Have cladding on the side of your home that doesn't burn. Uh, I have hardy board siding on my home. Uh, Look at the area immediately around your home. There should be nothing within a meter and a half that could burn at all. Um, take away all the vegetation right next to the building Uh, but but look out maybe 10 meters or more around your home and have if you have grass which is great just make sure it's watered and it's uh, it's not flammable Um, the landscaping right around your home really really matters Uh, when we uh, sent a team into Fort McMurray to try and understand why some homes burned and some did not it was really really clear the homes that had these kinds of protection a roof that doesn't burn siding doesn't burn decks that don't burn uh, people who had their home that way were much much less likely to have fire damage. People who had vulnerable homes are much more likely to have fire damage.
0: Do you think, Paul, that there's room for for governments now to kind of step in and offer things like rebates or subsidies in terms of using these certain types of materials? I know Hardy Board, for example, is is one of the more expensive ways to side your home. So should we be talking now about the idea of giving homeowners who choose to do that a little bit of a kickback, some incentive?
1: We are really excited that that conversation is, is starting to mature and starting to happen. Um, yeah, a couple of years ago, we had a fire in Lytton, British Columbia, and the entire village was uh, uh, was destroyed. Uh, the Governor of Canada is offering a $10,000 uh, grant to anybody who rebuilds and adds all of these sorts of features that are promoted to the Fire Smart program. Um, and with $10,000, when you're rebuilding your home for an extra cost of less than $10,000, you can add all of those protections to your home. You can have all the right siding, the right cladding, etc. cetera. Um, so we are starting to see these programs beginning to emerge. Uh, part of the reason why we think many people in Canada have not made these investments yet, we think you spend a dollar to protect your home and you'll avoid 5 to $10 worth of damage. Part of the reason why people are not making these investments yet is you have to spend the dollar and society saves five to ten dollars usually governments are the ones who who are getting a lot of these bills uh, but there's others who are who are getting some of the benefits as some like the government are stepping up the table and say this makes sense for society for the government to give just a part of the cost a few dollars and then more homeowners we think will step up and make these changes so we're starting to see these programs i think we're going to see more of them i think it's the right thing for government the government is going to win uh, homeowners are going to win. We're still going to have fire in the wildland, but the fires are not going to destroy the home. It's not going to cause the risk of loss of life that we've seen in Maui. Um, we know how to build safer than we are now. We need to get on with it.
0: Paul, thank you so much for your perspective this afternoon. Really appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Shotsu. The opportunity to speak with
0: you. Of course, take care. As Paul Kovacs, Executive Director for the Institute for Catastrophic Loss Reduction out of Western University, as he mentioned. His areas of expertise are wildfire, resilient construction, disaster safety and economic policy, and disaster resilience and adaptation. And it's top of mind, as we mentioned, everything that we've been dealing with and thinking about here in our province in BC over the course of the summer, and now looking at Maui and just the absolute devastation. The fire in Maui was 80% Contained as of yesterday, but aerial surveys are already now seeing about 270 buildings burned. I mean, this island is devastated.